Did you know that you are made on purpose for a purpose? That there's something great on the inside of you, greater than you could ever dream of. But the reality is most people never tap into that thing because something is out there stealing it from you. So that's what we're gonna talk about. The thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. What's up, everybody? My name's Clint Zeller, and man, thank you so much for joining me today. It really means a lot. It means a lot that you're taking the time out of your busy schedule to um, watch my face on the YouTubes. <laughs> but if you are watching this, do me a favor, click the subscribe button, like this video, and comment down below. I'd love to have a conversation with you. And if you're, I'm, I'm still working on getting this thing out on all the podcast platforms, but if you're listening to this later on down the road, uh, and, and just leave me a review. Leave a five-star review. Say something real nice about me, even if you have to make it up. I don't want any of that two, one-two-star one, garbage. We're going to be kind to one another and walk in love. That's what we're all about, right? <laughs> so anyway, as I mentioned in the intro, each one of us is made on purpose for a person. And I have this desire. I feel like this is the call on my life is to to pull that purpose out of each and every person that I come in contact with. And what I see and and it's really probably the most frustrating thing about being a pastor is looking at people and seeing their gifts that seem just so obvious to to me and to a lot of people but they don't see it in themselves so they never actually act on those things so that's that's the majority of what this podcast is going to be about as of today we'll see what happens as the years go on but um uh, i what i see people do is they limit themselves because they just really don't understand the power that they possess and i've seen it kind of on both ends of the spectrum. You, you have that pendulum and it swings one direction and then you're, you kind of allow it. You let go of some, may, some, maybe some of these old ways of thinking and you allow that pendulum to swing the other way when really before there, there was some good stuff in it, but we need to kind of reevaluate, reevaluate some things or rethink some things. And purpose is a huge one. Because what I see and what frustrates me, to be honest with you, is to, I see people just living life as usual. They, they don't realize the power that they possess and it's, it's robbing them from living a life that's greater than they ever dreamed of. So that's what we're going to, we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, what I've noticed with people, especially Christians, and I am one, <laughs> we over-spiritualize things sometimes. And we have a misunderstanding of who God truly is, and we have a misunderstanding of the power of the cross, and we magnify sin, and we're told that we need to change and we need to, to fix these things in our lives in order to experience the blessings of God or really step into our purpose and... and we, we start to blame God for the bad things that happen in our lives. And that is just 
a completely wrong way of going about life, and it's a completely wrong way of looking at God. Because if God was who a lot of Christians say God is, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you right now. If God was that guy up in the clouds somewhere, and he was looking at my life, and he said, you know, he hasn't really been that good so let me take his job from him. Let me take his money from him. Let me, let me kill somebody close to him in order to toughen him up or to teach him a lesson or to punish him. And that's just not how God operates. And in John 10.10, 10, it tells us why these things happen. Okay, so let's look at it. It says in John 10.10 10, right here, it says the thief... The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Let me stop right there because if anything is stealing from you, if it's killing, if it's destroying, is God causing that to happen or is it the thief? Now, like I said, God gets the blame for a lot of these things. I've seen people where their, their mother passes away and they say, well, God just needed another angel. God just needed another angel. He needed her more than I needed her. My mom passed away about seven years ago. And people said that to me. They said, well, God just needed her more than, than we did, I guess. And I want to say, uh, no. <laughs> I needed her more than God needed her. He didn't need it. And we don't even become angels. I'm not even going to get into that. That's a whole other topic right there. But God didn't kill my mom. And then what am I supposed to learn? Are the people close to her supposed to learn because uh, she, she died? I mean, yeah, we can, there's always, we can, we can take things from it. And maybe she made some poor choices uh, that, that led to, to, cancer or whatever it might be. I don't, I don't know. But the, to blame God for killing my mom, that is lunacy. That is stupid. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying we got to quit blaming God for the pain in our life because it says, again, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. And then we have the, the, the spiritual people that say, well, that's the devil. The devil is after me today, and he wants to steal and kill and destroy from me. And yeah, maybe to an extent that is true. I'm not saying there's not a devil, but I do think that we are giving the devil a lot more credit than he deserves. I don't believe that this is talking about the devil and I'll get into what I think it actually means here in a minute, and I'll back it up. But let me finish this verse. It says, again, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I, that's Jesus, have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. You know, one thing that I don't understand is why people have such a hard time with God wanting us to live an abundant life. Why? I mean, what good father doesn't want the best for his children? It baffles me that people are against a uh, prosperity message. Now, 
Let me say before you hit that dislike button, let me let me explain what I mean by that because I do believe that that message has been abused. I do believe that there's people out there that take a message of prosperity and they they skew it and they make it about them and building their ministry to buy jets and mansions and and all this stuff. And I'm not even saying I'm against ministers living well at all, but I do think that people cross the line. I think they manipulate people's heartstrings and their emotions to get things from other people. But to throw the baby out with the bathwater, I believe, is just unwise. Uh, I don't think that God wants us. I don't think he just wants to meet our needs. I think he wants us to live an abundant life. Why? Because that's what Jesus came for. He says, I have come that they may have life, but not just life, that they may have it more abundantly. You can't convince me that that's not what, what Jesus wants for us what, and, and what he came to provide for us. You are made on purpose for a purpose, and we have to start to see God's will for our life. He doesn't want us to live paycheck to paycheck. He doesn't want to just meet our needs, but he wants, to, to, wants us to have an abundant life. Why? So we can be a, a, a blessing to others. And I might as well go there now. I wasn't planning on doing all this, but I don't think that we're just blessed to be a blessing either. I'm just going to offend everybody today, I guess. But I don't think we're blessed to be a blessing. That's part of it. But I think it starts with, I'm blessed because I am a child of God. And that's it. Because let's say that I bought, I mean, Christmas. It was just Christmas uh, uh, last month. And we bought our children some toys and some fun stuff to do. Now, what if I, what if my son, for example, he took, I bought him a, a, a bow to learn on, uh, BB guns, like all sorts of stuff, fun stuff to do outside. What if I went outside and he was just playing in the dirt and just <laughs> nothing, no toys, no BB gun, no bow, no, no target, nothing. He's just out there playing in the dirt. And I say, I go up to him and I say, well, where's the stuff I just bought you? And he says, well, dad, I am blessed to be a blessing. I'm just blessed to be a blessing. So I saw a kid down the street and he didn't have any of that stuff. So I gave him my stuff. I would say, fool, <laughs> I bought that for you. I bought you that stuff so you can enjoy it because you're my son. And I want you to have fun and to enjoy life. Why'd you give it away? Well, it's good. You want to be a blessing to people, but we should give out of the abundance, out of the abundance. So if he wanted to go bless his friend, we'd get him another one that he could go bless his friend with. But sometimes we, we have this disconnect about who God is and, and how we are as parents. I want my kids to have fun, to enjoy life, and it has nothing to do with anything. It's just I want them to be happy. And to say that God doesn't want that for his children, I just don't believe it for a second. All right? So getting back to it, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I've come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. If, as simple as I can say it, if it's good, it's from Jesus. I'm looking at the wrong camera. If it's good, it's from Jesus. If it's bad, it's from the thief. And the thief 
is what I want to talk about now. That was a long intro for what I actually want to get to today. But the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. The thief isn't the devil. I'm just going to, I've already said it, but I'm saying it more bluntly right now. The thief isn't the devil. So who is the devil? Well, let's read this verse in its context. Let's read the verse in its context. If you take, if you take the text out of context, you're just left with a con. So let's, let's rewind a, just a skosh. I am going to skip around just for the sake of time. You can go back and read it more in-depthly for yourself. But it starts in John 10, verse 1. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. What's that, what's that saying? Jesus is talking to these people and he's saying, you have been trying to jump through hoops in order to feel worthy in front of God the Father. You've had this religious mindset thinking you have to do X, Y, and Z in order to be worthy to approach God. It goes on to say in verse 7, Then Jesus said to, to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All whoever came before me, talking about the religious Pharisees, all whoever came before me are thieves. There's that word again and robbers but the sheep did not hear them i am the door if anyone or yeah if anyone enters by me he will be saved and will go in and out and find pastures the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy so jesus he is the door and anything outside of him is a thief and a robber and again, he's talking about these religious Pharisees saying, you have to, to follow these commands or follow these rules in order to be uh, righteous, to be in right standing with God. And Jesus is, Jesus is saying to them, it's not about the things that you do. It's not about those things. Your belief system is keeping you from entering into the sheepfold. Your belief system, your wrong belief system, is keeping you from experiencing heaven on earth, kingdom life on earth as it is in heaven. Your BS is keeping you from experiencing that abundant life that he came to provide. Your belief system is holding you back. Your belief system is the thief that's stealing, killing, and destroying from, or destroying you. <sighs> Sit on that for a second. <laughs> Just think about this. I, I saw this, or I read this study that was held, and they, they had this, this tank full of uh, fish, minnows, I think it was, and they dropped a shark into this tank, and the shark got in there, and he did what sharks do. He ate them. He did it and, and killed all the fish. So he took the shark out and replaced all the minnows with new minnows. But this time, they put this, this clear piece of uh, glass right down the center of it. And they dropped the, the shark on the side that didn't have fish. And what did he do? He went after the minnows again. But this time, he boom, smacked into that piece of glass. 
over and over, just kept smacking into it because his nature at that time was to attack the fish. But it kept hitting him over and over and over, and eventually he stopped. And they would drop the shark in there, and he wouldn't even try to go after the fish anymore. So after a few weeks of doing this, they took the glass out, had the fish swimming all over the tank, dropped the shark in there, and he stopped. He didn't even go after the fish. He didn't do what a shark was created to do because of this belief that he had in his mind uh, and past experiences and a number of different things. I mean, you keep experiencing pain over and over and over again, you're going to stop doing the thing. And it will cause you to not act on the thing that you were created to act on. Have you ever seen that that picture of the horse? I think I have it pulled up here. Actually, I think it's, uh, let's see, right here. Is this it? That's not it. Where are we at? Oh, here we go. Look at that. We have this horse here tied to a lawn chair. He could easily pull that lawn chair over, drag it behind him, and probably not even really notice it. But his belief system is holding him back and keeping him from moving anywhere. Well, that's what happens with us. Whenever we have the wrong belief system, when we think God is behind our pain, when we don't believe that he wants us to live an abundant life or to prosper or to be in good health, we're not going to experience it. And we're limiting ourselves from stepping into our God-given purpose. And I'm not even talking about big picture purpose right now. I'm not talking about the, the thing that you're ultimately called to. I'm talking about just the basics of life. If you don't believe God wants you well, you're not gonna, and you don't believe that healing is a thing, you're not gonna experience it. And you're gonna miss out on a part of salvation that that is provided for you. If you, if you don't think, or if you think that God is behind your pain and he's, he's bipolar and he's going to cause certain things to happen in your life, if you don't act a certain way, it's going to, that belief system is going to steal from you. It's, it's a robber. It's a thief. And you're never going to experience the fullness of the kingdom on this earth as long as you have these wrong belief systems. You got to fix your BS. You got to fix your belief system. You, you got to start dreaming and dreaming big and expecting things to happen in your life. Not because you're perfect, but because he is. Not because you've done everything the right way, but because he has. You don't deserve this stuff. No, I'm not saying that at all. This isn't a pride or an ego thing, but what it is is an expectation of a child of the king. My children don't have to hope that I feed them. They don't have to hope that there's a roof over their head. They don't even have to hope for extra things, fun stuff, toys, things that really don't matter in the big scheme of life, but, that, but it's, it's something that they just enjoy doing. They don't have to hope for it. They should expect these things in their life because they have a father who loves them. And that's how we as, as, as children of God should be. Don't hope for things. Expect them. That's what faith is. Faith is an expectation, an expectation that the cross worked, an expectation that, that, you're, that God's not holding your past against you. He's not holding your sins against you. He's separated you from your sins as far as the east is from the west. Your sins and lawless deeds he'll remember no more. Man, he's not, your past doesn't have to change your future. 
It doesn't change your purpose. You were made on purpose for a purpose or for a purpose. You have something inside of you right now where you sit in the middle of your mess that the world needs. You have something that the world needs. And your BS is keeping not just you from experiencing it, but it's keeping the world from experiencing it. So we got to shift our philosophy. We got to quit blaming God for things. We got to quit blaming other people for things and start accepting responsibility. Accept responsibility that that you maybe have been thinking the wrong way for a very long time. And now it's time to rethink. It's time to go back and think about what you think about. It's time to say I'm I'm tired of doing the same things over and over and over and expecting different results. It's not working. So look at God differently. Look at yourself differently. And things will start to change. Man, I don't know how else to say it. I don't see how people could be offended by this. They are. I get hate. This is, I know this is only a second episode of this podcast, but I, I've, I've had other stuff out there. I get goofy comments from people thinking that God doesn't want them to experience life and life more abundantly. But you know what? Haters going to hate. They're going to hate you because they ain't you. And guess what? They're not going to experience the things that I experience because their BS is in the way. So I don't fight with people. I don't argue with them. I just say, you know what? Good luck to you. Good luck. <laughs> oh, man. That's... Uh, that's just how I am. All right. So anyway, I encourage you this week, this week or today, look at your BS, fix your BS. Say, what is in my mind that's been holding me back? What's stealing, killing and destroying me from and, and what's keeping me from living the abundant life that God wants me to live? What Jesus provided for me on the cross again Your sin doesn't hold more power than the cross. The cross worked. Quit living as if the cross never happened because you possess the power of the kingdom on the inside of you. So let's start living it. All right. Thanks again for spending time with me today. Hit that subscribe button. Leave me a comment below. A nice one. And I'll see you next time.